0: Sorry.
1: <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA.
2: Thanks for downloading and listening. My name is Frank Salvato. Before we get into this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, I wanted to expound a little bit on the dangers of consolidated power, especially in government. Our founders and framers actually put together a country that was 50 separate states with 50 separate constitutions. The federal government they created with the Constitution was to establish a loose association, of the 50 states with the 50 separate constitutions so that we could be seen as a country. It never established an all-powerful, all-demanding, totalitarian, centralized government like we have today. They wanted the federal government to fill in the cracks and to allow the 50 states, back then 13 colonies turned into states, to be able to band together to protect themselves in concert and to deal with trade between the states. That's really all it was ever supposed to be. But with the advent of Woodrow Wilson and the centralization of power in the federal government and that continuation of the centralization of power with every single president since, we now have this massive centralized federal government that has clawed authority away from the states to become this totalitarian centralized form of government that doesn't adhere to the limitations set forth for the federal government in the Constitution. They just keep clawing more power to centralized government. The same thing goes for centralized finance. In the beginning, every state had its own currency. But a bunch of really rich guys got together at Jekyll Island, Georgia in the beginning of the 20th century and created the Federal Reserve in collusion with Woodrow Wilson to create this centralized banking system that, as we see today, has failed to protect the value of money. So, centralized power was never in the game plan for the United States, yet here we are. So, how do we reverse this? States and the governors have to claw back the power through nullification and some pretty big brains who want to champion states' rights and a return to constitutionalism have to figure out how to interrupt the direct flow of federal revenue from the people to the federal government. There's no reason we can't remit in bulk through the states every year, the states being the guardian of, what do we really have to pay the federal government? Well, we have to fund the military, and we have to fund some pretty egregious social programs that have been passed ever since Woodrow Wilson. But we shouldn't have to pay for turtle tunnels. And we shouldn't have to pay for a lot of the stuff we're paying for. That money can stay in the States. Something to consider going forward. Centralized power is always a bad thing. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captains America Third Watch with Matt Bruce.
3: And joining us right now from the northern part of Florida, up there almost into Georgia. It's none other than Frank Salado from UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning. Mr. Catherine. And they're all out there braving the elements, the terrible temperatures, the awful chilly 70 degrees that it is here. (laughs) I'm saying that because last week it was almost 80 several times this time of the morning. But anyway, they're having a good time. And I hope you are, too.
1: Well, we got uh, we got storms for the next few days, so get ready for those. They should be coming your way.
3: Yeah, yeah. They had a tornado in uh, South Florida, so I believe it was Saturday night.
1: Hopefully, everybody heeded the warnings and, and were, were aware during the watches and stayed safe.
3: I watched to pick a car up and flip it over. I saw that much. Wow. Mother Nature likes to play ping pong. Yep, they do. Well, Frank, we had some uh, interesting news here in the last hour. J.P. Morgan Chase has gotten the winning bid on the Republic Bank, and they will in fact take it over all the assets and everything else it has to offer and either make it better or, I don't know, make it worse.
1: Well, what we're seeing the concerning thing we're seeing here is the conglomeration of, of wealth into larger banks. We're starting to get down to just a handful of major, massive banks starting to own all the smaller banks. Uh, this is being facilitated by the Federal Reserve and their mismanagement over the last 10 years. You know, it used to be where you, you made sure that you invested in Treasury bonds. It was supposed to be the safest bet, safest way to go if you were a bank. A substantial portion of your holdings going into Treasury bonds. And when those yields turn to garbage because the Federal Reserve has screwed up the value of the dollar, the banks become vulnerable, and they do, they don't have liquidity. And now you need a, a larger financial institution to come and take it over.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, this is this is not good. This is centralizing banking. And then when you fall into the malady that we have today, where the federal government is colluding with the private sector to force organizations and companies and people to act and think a certain way. Remember what Larry Fink from BlackRock said, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to use our money to change the way people think Yep. when you have, when you have these kind of financial institutions colluding with government to change the way people think that's a very bad thing. It kills freedom. It kills your your ability to make your own choices for yourself, mm-hmm. especially when major financial institutions can make it complicated for you to get your money. Try and try to try to withdraw twenty five thousand dollars from an account you have with a bank today, and see how many hoops you have to jump through just to placate the federal government.
3: Oh, I it's know it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I know. You're right. You're absolutely right. And Of course, they want their money. If you're withdrawing it they they well you know there's a text on this we are checking this out you think about that mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, and this has gone way too far way too far this is this is the definition of government interference yep you know this is one of the reasons why so many people are looking at cryptocurrencies and the and the anonymity of blockchain.
3: Alright, hold that thought. We're coming back right after this break. More with Frank Silvato from undergroundusa.com. And uh, we're going to get into some political stuff. We always do. <laughs> but we're going to get into some political stuff and see what it is that's going on in the world in which we live. Kathy, it's your turn.
0: You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877 969 8600 and tell us what's on your mind. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea.
1: News, insight,
3: passion. AM 930, the answer. Maybe you'll be like Frank Silvato. You'll grow up and be rich and famous someday and have this great website called undergroundusa.com that everybody's looking at, right? Rich, rich and famous, huh? Well, I just thought I'd throw that in there. I mean, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd go with infamous, maybe. I don't Infam- know infamous, famous. infamous, you are. Uh, I, st- I still got uh, people that remember you from uh, O'Reilly. Well, you know, it's... Uh, it's I it, remember it you from O'Reilly. It, what am I saying? <laughs> it did def- It did define a lot of
1: things. And one, and one day when we are sitting over coffee, I'll tell you what happened behind the scenes. But it's uh, it was eyebrow-raising, to say the least.
3: Yeah, we've got a message here. I'll, I'll read this because it's from Fred in Fort Lauderdale. And good morning, Fred. And I hope you missed the tornado the other day. Um, Fred uh, says that Russia is winning. And they are fighting their strategy. This is why the armchair generals who criticize are misguided. Now it's May 1st, so it's no longer a spring offensive. Maybe summer or fall or winter. Well, I, you know,
1: the information coming out of that theater is unreliable all the way around. So I don't know if, if Russia is winning. I know they're trying to trying to split up the, the concentration for the West over there. Uh, causing a little bit of agita over in sudan and uh, what better way to keep nato busy than to than to have another conflict erupt where they have to focus on that as well as ukraine but i have to say this again you know where is our dog in this fight with ukraine i i feel for the ukrainian people i i hope they win we we've given them a laundry list of three pages of, of armaments they've requested plus hundreds of billions of dollars. So have at it guys, you know, if you're not mismanaging your money, you should have enough to win a war when you've got a, an ex superpower. And I call them X because they've got their own internal problems. <laughs> when you've got an ex, when you've got an X superpower back on their heels as a, as a breakaway region. So, you know, have at it, but I don't see where we need to actually have American boots on the ground. And it looks as though the Biden administration is hell bent on making that happen.
3: They're already there. We sent in a uh, naval transit ship called the USNS uh, Brunswick. And so their crews on the ground and they're getting these people together to evacuate them as many Americans as they can. I don't know if there's any more ships lined up per se, but I know they're flying people out.
1: Well, that's that's Sudan. Here's a thought here. Just just contemplate this for a bit. If you can say, okay, we're evacuating the embassies and we have to get everybody out, and oh, by the way, then we'll worry about the U.S. citizens, you've done it backwards.
3: Yeah, that's what they said.
1: Yeah, you've done it backwards. And that's what the Biden administration did again. Again, mm-hmm. the first time they, they completely screwed up an evacuation in, in a war zone was in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You always make, because you serve the people, because the people are your master, the government has to take care of the citizens first,
3: mm-hmm.
1: not the government people. If you work at a foreign embassy, you know what you're signing up for. And you need to be the last people out, not the first. So this idea that, that U.S. government employees, and I'm not picking on the employees. I'm picking on the Biden administration because they don't seem to give a damn about the American people.
3: That's correct.
1: Whether they're overseas or whether they're here. Job one, make sure the American people are safe, whether they're overseas or here at home. They failed twice now, aside from a few people reporting it and taking it with the seriousness and outrage that they should. The media is absent. Mm -hmm. They should be all over these people with why did you do this again? Why did you screw up again? You saw what happened last time. Why didn't you evacuate U.S. citizens first? No one's asking that question. And now we've got the same thing happening that we had in, in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. They've got one ship over there evacuating people. Good for you. You negotiated a 72 hour ceasefire to clean up your mistake. Great. We've now got private organizations over there trying to move out almost 16,000 U.S. citizens. And those are the only ones who are, those only, are only the ones that are registered. Yeah. Not the missionaries that didn't register over there and everybody else. So it's 16,000 plus. And the last thing I saw from Kirby, that idiot over at the Pentagon was that, well, we were, we've got like maybe 5,000 people out we're, we're looking at 5,000 people getting them out, but nobody else has requested anything. Mm-hmm. Well, where are they supposed to call? You closed the embassy. Mm-hmm. So the, this idea that, that we've got everything well in hand and we know what the hell we're doing over in Sudan and Ukraine and, and they, with our engagement with NATO and what they're doing, we're marching toward a global conflict, a fuse that is going to light a global conflict. And all of that blame, all of it, 100% of it has to be laid at the Biden administration's feet. And if we find out later on that they are trying to wag the dog to win another election so they can finish the death of the United States, they should all go to prison for treason.
3: Well, no one will doubt you on that one. However, I do believe and I do know this is going on. The Russians are trying to bait the United States into flying our planes into the Ukraine and putting them in harm's way. And so far, knock on wood. We haven't done it.
1: Yeah, say knock on wood because, you know, you're knocking on Biden's head.
3: There it is right there.
1: We don't need to be goaded into anything because we shouldn't be engaging over there. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be engaging over there. I'm sorry. That's, you know, Russia's a bad actor on the world stage. Mm -hmm. The entire world should be looking at them and saying, you got to knock it off. But now they're buddy-buddy with their big pal China. Yep. And China's playing, uh, you know, playing the Lori Lightfoot of a global brigade Mm -hmm. in in being the person with the biggest appendage out there. Mm -hmm. Say, we're going to negotiate this, negotiate that while we spread our influence around and our money. And we, oh, by the way, we've got all the idiot billionaires and trillionaires at the World Economic Forum pushing our economic way because we keep filling their pockets with money, the greedy bastards that they are. Mm -hmm. So Russia, Russia's not a good player. They're a very bad player on the world stage. But they're doing China's bidding by keeping the United States busy, expending all of their military capital, and goading them into firing a shot.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Hold we, don't that. The to, we, we don't have the leadership or the statesmanship to play this game.
3: Hold that thought, folks. I'm coming right back with more with Frank Salvato. We've got him for uh, one more segment today. And uh, we're going to talk about the debt ceiling, amongst other things. And uh, a couple more interesting subjects on the agenda here. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back with more. Hi, everybody. This is the Captain Matt Bruce. Tune in 2 to 6 a.m. to hear tonight what they'll be talking about tomorrow on this radio station. The Captain's America Third Watch. Always American and always conservative.
1: American Airlines. Rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left? To distract from billions of taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians.
0: Who helped cause soaring gas prices? BlackRock. Who contributed to outrageous housing prices? BlackRock. BlackRock and Larry Fink spent years harassing oil and gas companies, making them divest from fossil fuels. Now you feel the pain. And BlackRock-owned companies are snatching up houses, crippling families. Now BlackRock's former ESG czar, Brian Deese, is Biden's economic advisor, crushing America from within. That's what BlackRock is really about.
3: Okay, back to Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Thanks for sticking around, Frank.
1: Anytime and always, my friend.
3: All right. I want to mention something here because this came out again, and I didn't hear anybody talking about it. But the Drill Baby Drill voters are prioritizing energy production over climate change and saying, hey, man, wake up, wake up. Um, Voters remain concerned about high fuel prices as well. They should be and overwhelmingly support policies to increase the U.S. oil and gas production. Now, we've heard just the opposite from people saying, well, I want the green energy, and well, it's this and it's that. No, uh-uh. What's this and that is when we were energy self-sufficient, and we were producing more oil than anybody knew what to do with when exporting it and became an exporter, suddenly we were paying Less than $2 a gallon for gas in a lot of the country.
1: Well, then I guess the drill baby drill voters should have worked much harder to capture the Senate. Somebody. During the last election. Elections have consequences. If you don't care for the direction the country is going in, you have to make abrupt changes during elections. So when you don't get out there with the full force of every ounce of your being to make sure that you steer away from from the destruction of the country, Mm -hmm. then you don't really have a right to complain. Mm -hmm. You get the government you deserve through the election process. Now, before the last election, we were screaming how incredibly important it was to capture both the House and the Senate. You bet. Because then you can start turning some of these policies around and overriding vetoes. The fact that they failed Mm -hmm. to capture the Senate because they fell for a narrative that was orange man bad when the guy wasn't even on the ballot proves how fickle the electorate is. So if you wanted lower energy prices and you saw them skyrocket for the first two years of the Biden administration, the answer was to make sure that you neutered the Biden administration. The voters didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So in my book, you lose the right to complain about it because you didn't achieve a pivot away from communism and fascism mm-hmm. and socialism. This is These are the isms that are running the United States today. It's not an opinion. It is. Just look at the definitions of the word and look at the policies that are being employed. You have the government coercing the private sector into forcing you to do things and limiting your choices. Okay, drill baby, drill voters, which should be most of the country because we're getting scalped at the, at, at the pump. We're getting scalped when it comes to fuel oil. We're getting scalped with all of our energy prices. We needed to pivot. You needed to show up. You needed not to fall for orange man bad. So are you going to make the same mistake again? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to say you have to reject fascism, socialism, and communism because the far left, which is a minority in the Democrat Party, has hijacked the country. Now, that said, if you're a Democrat and you're listening, and I know we do have some, Mm -hmm. you got to start screaming about Robert F. Kennedy. So you get a good challenger in there to knock these, these fascists out of office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. look at his policies, look at his platform, what he wants to do. He says the swamp has to be defeated. He hates big pharma and he doesn't like centralized government. Oh boy. He kind of sounds like his uncle.
3: Yeah who
1: today would have been a Republican. Yeah. So how about this? The Democrats don't want to have debates <sighs> because they want to protect Biden and the, and the fascist apparatus that has captured Washington, D.C.? Right. Maybe the people on the left side of the aisle start pushing for, you know what, if you're not going to have debates, then we're going to have an open debate. Right here, social media, talk radio, and everything else. Sure. And start pushing a rational a rational human being to run for the Democratic nomination.
3: And I submit to you that we're doing that right now. Well, I'm not a Democrat, so I can't talk about no, that. No, I mean that you and I are going to push the agenda well, uh, out on the radio.
1: What I would like mm-hmm. to have is an honest and fair discussion uh, from the left mm-hmm. about who they keep advancing and who their leaders keep advancing, because they're just, when you say, hey, I vote D and that's it, then you're just you're just a sheep. You're mm-hmm. just following whoever they want to put in front of, whoever they want to anoint. Mm-hmm. They gave you Joe Biden. The can't the guy can't say a sentence without stumbling and sniffing a little girl's hair. No. So you you finally got somebody in in a Kennedy who's talking rational platforms, mm-hmm. even if he does exist on the left of center. Why don't you embrace him to get away from the fascism?
3: Yeah. All right, hold that thought. We got a caller on the line. I know who it is, and we'll get right. To her Mary in Clearwater what's up
0: <clears throat> yes good morning uh, speaking of everything that uh, Frank just spoke about you don't hear any of this stuff anywhere else and these sources are so fractured these days even for the right nobody really knows where to go to listen you can't uh, fracture the news source into a thousand podcasts. nobody would know which one to pick to watch anyway I think the most centralized, quote, centralized or most known person that people would go to to listen to would have been Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. But he's gone. And so now you have people going every which way but loose. Um, and AM radio is kind of going down the hill, by the way. They are gradually nipping at that as well. The shows on AM radio are getting shorter or have gone away, some of them. And um, depends on the channel you're listening to. It's absolutely getting harder Mm -hmm. and harder to find a news source for a lot for people. Oh, I'm still I'm still
3: here after 23 years, 22 years.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about people who are normally up and just want to turn the TV on and watch something. They don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. So you have to put yourself out there and speak up and just keep saying the word communism and blasting that out your own megaphone. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank
3: you. Yeah, well, again, she's got a lot of merit with what she says, and that's what we we tell them. These are are hardcore communists that are are in the middle of the mix now.
1: You know, the one thing that that people don't like to feel is uninformed when they're talking to their friends. They Mm -hmm. like to feel that they're speaking on a level plane, (coughs) but that's why it's important to talk about politics. The left and the mainstream, especially academia, has tried to instill in us that it's not polite to talk about politics or religion or any of those sensitive topics because we just want to all have high self-esteem and march around thinking we know everything. We have to have these discussions with our friends and family. We must talk about politics. It doesn't mean you have to argue all the time, but you do need to talk about what you know. You, you do need to be able to explain things like fascism. The left is, has abused that term for so long, no one knows what it means. So let's talk about the definition of fascism. That's talking politics. Let's talk about the millions of deaths communism has caused. That's talking politics. we got to start doing that again.
3: Well, we will on Friday. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, my friends. Stay well, my friend. Alright, that's Frank Silvato undergroundusa.com. By the way, uh apparently one of Biden's White House advisors said a stray bullet entered her home nearly hit her nephew. That's not nice. Not nice. We'll be right back. If you like
2: the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment, and rate the program if your platform lets you. And be sure to head on over to undergroundusa.com, sign up for the Substack independent journalism coming straight to you, kicking the censors to the curb. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this.
0: This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.